Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, is it we you're looking for? You've been wondering where we are. You've been wondering what we do when we aren't making podcasts. Hello. Hello, we are back. Dancing on the ceiling. Practically dancing on the ceiling, needing yeah. to be peeled off the ceiling. Welcome back to Blighty Day Fiance. We have not been uh, pumping out these episodes consistently, but we are back. Shh, 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 shh. We've been we've been putting them out consistently. There is something wrong with their podcatchers. Okay. Yeah. No, Interesting. Stay, stay to the story. All right. Your app broke. I'm sorry, guy. Sorry. Now Get people are going to no, want to know where the lost episodes are. So oh. it, that wouldn't, your story doesn't make Shit. sense because why else would we be doing a toe wrap up? Oh, you're right. Okay. My name is Michelle. I'm Robin. Hello. Robin is my antagonist in chief slash husband. Michelle is my perfect wife. Thank you. And uh, we recap tv shows about relationships yeah now i will say this if you are not watching the ultimatum queer edition and i'm sorry if i've got that title wrong you ought to be it is excellent it is a breath of fresh air it is the most interesting dating show i have seen in years it's fascinating and if we had time, we would cover it. Um, today, we are going to be doing a wrap-up of Toe. Um, a Toe Cap. A Toe Cap. Uh, and we are going to talk a little bit about uh, Scandaval for those of you 
um, Patreonies who were upset that uh, the show that I made Robin watch for our brand new um, Patreon only content was selling Sunset and not uh, VPR. Okay, so uh, that's not to say that we won't watch a Vanderpump episode in future, but I would like it to be a classic episode. But we'll do a bit of Vanderpump at the end of this. Yeah, right? yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah. Um, so without further ado, ba-do, 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 ba-do. Ba-do. having said that, I do want to say thank you everyone for bearing with us. We know that our coverage of this season of Toe was a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, life got in front of us, you all know why. Um, but um, we're going to do our best to sort of be a little bit more meticulous about these things because we do love it. Um, and hopefully um, regular service resumed with Before the 90 Days. Yes. Yes, because I'm sure that they're going to be talking about local birds, and that is my favorite topic of conversation. And I am so excited for Gino and Jasmine yeah. to come back. Um, so let's get right into it, shall we? Let's kick off proceedings with Nicole and Mahmoud. <sighs> You know what? The vast majority of people on this um, reunion went down in my esteem. Very few people went up. Um, but she is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought she came across great. She looked great. I agree. Uh, I'm loving the PJIC necklace. Loyal listeners will know who PJIC is. Yep. Me um, too. I think she was paying homage to PJIC with that. Um, he was a small boy throwing a tantrum in a supermarket because his mummy wouldn't buy him the trainers he wanted, which is always a joy because he is a child. Um, but yeah, she came across significantly less dazed and confused uh, than usual. And I, I quite liked her in her kind of you know, slightly bolder form. It was good. Yeah, she seemed a lot more confident and comfortable in herself. I enjoyed the fact that she didn't gleefully throw him under the bus like a lesser woman might have. Um, and, you know, she she obviously foresees a future with him, at least in... The um, Matt Sharpiverse. Yeah, I mean, they're made for. They're, they're, there's there's more milk and honey there, right? Yeah, they've yeah. been seen to to be uh, a Vec camera crew in the United States. Oh, they have, have yeah, they? Yeah, they have. Okay, right. so um, I didn't think there were any huge revelations there um i don't look i don't have a problem with the way he was talking to that other woman i don't think that his intention going into it was to be flirtatious i would be annoyed if somebody asked me my age but that kind of you know chat is part of doing business particularly when you work in a trade yeah, right? and, and totally when, like, all trade is, like, black market. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's all a bit, like, there's a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who can get you some TV. Like, he's not a TV salesman by profession, is he? No. Do you know what I mean? He's a but, fabric salesman. Right? But in that part of the world and that culture, you, you grift, right? Graft and grift. You know, you 
Is that the wrong word? Maybe it's the wrong Grift word. Is Grift is Grift is a right con, word. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. But you, you do what it takes to survive, right? Because life is pretty tough, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you come across an opportunity, then, you know, and a little bit of even flirtation. I don't think it was flirtation, but I think a little bit of asking a few... Per- I've done it myself, a few personal questions. Shave off 10% here, 10% there. Nice. That's how it works. It really yeah. is. Like, before you accuse him of, like, emotional infidelity, I want to know the starting price for those TVs and the final price. Me too. <laughs> I don't think that there was any form of infidelity there. I think <laughs> she was stupid. willfully misconstruing the the content of those messages. And or the she was put up them. to it by, you know. Sure, because maybe they said, look, we're fucking sick <laughs> To death of hearing about... Islamic dress code. Right. Yeah. And so am I. And I wish that Gabe hadn't uh, dragged that one on and on and on and on. on. My Norwegian bestie from film school uh, taught me an expression. Um where if someone is too hot in their shirt it means that they are overconfident to the point of arrogance and and slightly overstepping you know what what's considered to be their own business yeah um i feel that gabe was a bit hot in his shirt well he looked like a boil in the back do you remember boil in the bag cuisine yeah, sure. Like the days before, like microwave ready meals. Uh, I, I remember boiling the bag rice. Yeah, but you used to be able to get entire meals that were sealed plastic bags that you would boil for Ew, a bit. Yeah, so it's depressing. super gross. Yeah, he looked like one of those. Or, or, or to be honest, what he looked like is, uh, like America, it was always referred to as TV dinners. And we don't have that here. Right? right, but they were always foil covered meals. Ugh. Are you familiar okay. with what a TV dinner would yes, be? Yes, I am familiar with what a TV. It's exhausting to me because we Both didn't my have parents worked right. We didn't have things that looked like that here, and I was always like, oh, like, oh, in America, food is spacey. Um, but he looked like a, a TV dinner in his sort of shiny silver suit, um, and he did look like he was. Um, very hot in his shirt. He always looks quite sweaty, doesn't he, Gabe? Yeah, I think he sweats a lot. Yeah. Um, look, no <laughs> huge revelations with Gabe and Isabel nah. either. Uh, didn't feel any particular need to hear from Hello Irrelevant, nah. his friend who, who's supposedly they were so close and the relationship has since broken down because Isabel is so controlling. He's met this guy like three times and it's a non-event. What I will say is so much of their season was all about his like, you know, trans identity and and, and all of that, and the technicalities of physical transitioning, you know, all of that. But none of that at the reunion was covered. All that was covered was... That stuff, like the fact that he's not ready to be married and, you know, the stuff with his sister. Are you kidding? 
I'm wrong. They, ta- they talked for 40 minutes about how his dick works. Okay, they talked about that, but but so much was on, like, would he be accepted by the family and stuff, but, like, that wasn't... Well, he was. He was. I guess there's nothing there's more n- to there's say. There's nothing yeah. more to say. Yeah. Excuse me. I, I guess her parents didn't want to be on the show or something, because you would have expected that they would have been on, but, again, maybe, like, it's too nice maybe they were and they cut it yeah we don't know because nothing if, if they're there for filming for 10 hours yeah. inevitably there's some stuff that yeah. that doesn't make it in right but um, the main thrust of their stuff was uh his sister what's she called monica yeah yeah um monica looked good yeah monica's a very beautiful woman as is gabe's mother yeah. I, who i often can't tell them apart um Monica shared that the reason she didn't come to the wedding was because she and Gabe had a conversation where she says he accused her of being the reason why his past relationships had failed. Um, I <laughs> shaved my head before my sister's wedding to annoy her. Dark. I didn't this was know a that. long time ago. I did. I <sighs> ruined my hair. I looked like an idiot. Oh my. Um, but you still fucking went. Yeah, I did. Because I would never not go to my sister's wedding. Even my sister came to our wedding. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Which is <sighs> something. It is. Because yeah. you, you don't not go to a wedding. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You can shoot... <laughs> I can't make another Archduke Ferdinand. <laughs> I did that on the Patreon earlier today. I was like, you can shoot an Austrian prince. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but don't go to a wedding. That'll start a world war. You can't You can't do it. Speaking of weddings, sorry to digress for just a moment, but the princess of Jordan was married recently. I think... This past week. Uh-huh. Um, and my dad uh, had met and gotten to know the Queen of Jordan, Rania, who I think is one of the most stunningly beautiful women who has ever lived. Okay. I mean, she looks like a movie star. She is gorgeous. Oh. Um, anyway, I, I bring this up because... Obviously, Wills and Kate were invited to the wedding, and there is a video that some someone took where Kate is sort of saying hello to the bride, and it's that bit, they call it the receiving line, right, where everybody lines up and, you yeah. know, says congratulations and thanks for inviting me and all the rest. Um, and he said something like, all right, move it along. Something like that. Who Quite wills? rude. Yeah. He's such a dick, isn't he? He is such a dick. I cannot wait for history to reveal just who he is. I know. Yeah. Can't wait. Speaking it's of be which, magnificent. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make it into the press, and if you want to know more about that. 
Uh, Elliot and I are going to be discussing it. He is, well, I say we're going to be discussing it. He is going to be defending, denying, deflecting, (laughs) and I am going to be speaking the truth of what has been largely understood and accepted for for many years about those two. So anyway, if you're into that. on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash today. Yep. Yep. Um, Good. Um, Yeah, Gabe totally overextended himself. His storyline was really not terribly interesting anymore. The sister was awful. Because you can't, you really can't do that. Having uh, this whole, you're the reason why my relationships failed. No, Gabe. Um, She may have had opinions about things, but you are also free not to be so damn codependent that you listen to everything that your sister says. But how do you know she even said that? Right. That's the thing. I don't trust either of them. I don't trust either of them. But look, they seem to... I think they have a really weird, strange, odd, dysfunctional, slightly incesty, weird relationship. I mean, non-sexualized, but they're too close. And it's, it's, it's odd, but I wonder if that's what can happen when someone is trans. You, you made the really interesting point, which reminded me of a point that I think Jake made on Reality Gaze. Um, it may have been Matty, um, which is when you come out to your parents, they have to grieve the loss yeah. of, of, of the, you know, that person is gone and it, that isn't a hostile thing necessarily. And, and, but you know, you have to build a whole new relationship. But you also have to allow them a bit of time to grieve the loss of what they thought was right. And, and I'm sure the same thing happens with, you know, trans people right? You need to show a little bit of grace to the other person there because they've lost and rebuilt. And I think that's why their relationship, maybe, maybe there's other reasons, but maybe their relationship is really fucking super screwy because of something like that. Yes. I think if, and, and look, I, I want to be absolutely clear about this because there, this is an issue where, nuance is required right and it is not a you're with us or against us thing okay we unequivocally completely support lgb lgbtqia plus 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 whoever you are however that presents we love you you will always have all eight of our octopus tentacles to wrap yourselves in. We love you and support you. Um, and it's often a, a, an argument that I have seen come up quite frequently as well. If you if if you're a parent and you don't immediately accept your trans child or your gay child or whatever, that means that or that grief is a is a sign of non-acceptance but i think when no, a change like that happens the grief is necessary mm. and it's a part of the acceptance yeah because you can't pretend that you didn't give birth to a girl or a boy or raise a son or a daughter and you you had an idea of who they were going to be it doesn't grieving that doesn't take away from any of the love that you have for them. No. And and I think 
I, I do genuinely believe that Monica, I get the impression, and I'm sorry if they address this and I just miss it, but I, they talk I about it. I don't believe they did. They talk about it was only us growing up and it's just us. So I wonder if there's been some non-acceptance from other family members mm. and if the family has shrunk as a result of Gabe. Yeah, well, certainly no one else seemed to have been invited. Um, yeah, it's, again, I don't want to use over-strong language, but if we're going to be super blunt about it, she lost a sister and she's scared of losing a brother. Yes. Right? Yeah, so... thank you. You you put it much more succinctly. I, I probably didn't. And look, please correct me if I'm wrong about any of this. I am open to all of that. My DMs are always open, okay? Yeah. But her actual behavior was garbage and completely out of line. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of garbage and out of line. Yes, please. Uh... Chris and Jamie. I did a little fart there. Do you think it came out on mic? I think we can keep it in. Can I tell our <laughs> listeners, if if you're not new to the show... And you, if you're not one of the Irritable Bowel Syndicate. You, right. I was just going to say, you know about the Irritable Bowel Syndicate. Now, I had a very difficult week last week. <laughs> you're going to do this? And one, yeah, because I think it's... You know what? It's more visibility is important. Uh-huh. Okay, I people it was pretty don't, visible. You didn't see it, so you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, I took a bath, had a nice long soak uh, at the beginning of the day, which is sometimes what I need in order to start the day. Got my bath salts happening, you know, soothes my skin. I sat up and saw beneath me a tiny, flat, penny-sized... Todd. Turd, yeah, Um, that I had squashed. And I don't know, I did not fart in the bath, so it didn't come out then. I must have shat my pants and it was a clinger... That came out subsequently. Oh, Dingleberry. Yeah. I'd like to think that my asshole isn't so hairy that <laughs> it gets that I get dingleberries, but <laughs> it may have it may have been a passenger on the SS hemorrhoid, okay? Right. Um I don't know, but it was I was so grossed out. I cried. I was really upset. It it wasn't good. What were we talking about? <laughs> well, I did a little fart. Um, who are we going to do next? Yeah, Chris and Jamie. Oh, God. Well, Chris is, I think, the most repugnant person that's ever been on any 90-day show. Can we agree on this? Hard disagree. Ooh. Jeffrey. Yeah. For one. You're right. Big Pred. Yeah. Um... I'm sure there's... No, you're right. Others. Okay, no, yeah. of course. I'm over-exaggerating, aren't I? Because recency bias and all that. Um, she's in that league. She's pretty damn close. Yeah, she's a the, liar. The only reason she's not at the Pred, for me, Angela, I have huge problems with Angela, as regular listeners will know. Right. Um, 
the only reason she's not at that level is she's not been on the show long enough, frankly. Um, I can't see the more exposure to her wouldn't make me dislike her more and more. Um, she's deeply, deeply, deeply unpleasant. I agree. Good. Um, I think that, and I was very disappointed that her mother came to make excuses for her and take cheap shots at Jamie. Yeah. I think for her mother, who we thought was yeah. pretty cool and reasonable, for her to... I love a tolerant Christian. Right. Right? But it, it wasn't very... It was neither tolerant nor Christian to scapegoat this woman that she doesn't know and has had no interaction with. Now, that isn't me saying that Jamie is some perfect angel, because I'm sure she's a liar, too. It it takes two particularly delusional individuals to enter into a relationship of this kind, where they both have very lofty expectations of the other that, you know... But yeah, don't we're going to get married to... nine days after meeting. Right, but th that don't bother to establish whether this is, you know, actually a shared yeah, yeah. vision or whether... I, I think they... It was always a fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. But I would add to that that they never listened to each other and never asked important questions. Well, they didn't listen to the reality. Like, things happened that they just went, oh, okay, I'll let it go. Like... Chris disappearing for 20 days. Yeah. You know, like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> and then five months. Yeah. 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 Like, well, but that's the thing, right? When, when we first met them, this had happened before, but had been overlooked. And so when it happened again, worse for longer, for that to have come as any surprise, maybe don't marry someone if they've done something like that until you've had a time to live with them and make sure they're not going to do it again. That's all. It's really interesting. I I was thinking about, like, there's definitely a Jerry Blank from Strangers with Candy element to Chris, um, but not fun or clever, like the, right. the darker side of being, uh, not my words, a junkie whore. Uh, that's a, a quote from Strangers with Candy, okay? I'm not saying Chris is a junkie whore. No, come at Amy Sedaris. Um, yeah, that is a brilliant show, by the way. Um, but I'm also reminded of how in the early seasons, and, and pump heads will remember this. Your um, pump kin. Yes, my Vanderpump kin <laughs> will remember this, that for a time, Sheena Shea constantly had, or sorry, she's Sheena Marie now, uh, but at the, yeah, Sheena constantly had an injury. She was constantly <laughs> on crutches. Uh -huh. One time she had like a contact lens that that uh scratched her eye one time she had stepped on a piece of broken glass but she was like sharon from Kath sharon and from Kath and Kim, where yeah. there was always an injury on <laughs> yeah. sheena yeah and i think i think chris is a lot like that i think that if 
you know, I'm sure that she was vomiting on the way to the studio, uh, but it was probably because of withdrawal and not because she was sick. She was dope sick, maybe. And no judgments there. Again, she is in the area that she lives, I'm sure, is prime territory for an opioid crisis. And my deepest sympathies lie with everyone who is a victim of the Sackler family who are now immune from prosecution. Wow, I didn't know that. (gasps) <gasps> yep. Oh, I'm going to look into that after the show. Um, by the way, if you want to listen to a really fascinating podcast, there's a great podcast on the Ringer Network, 60 songs that describe the 90s, which I think they're now on 120 songs because, hey, what's the title? Um, but they had Courtney Love on uh, very recently talking about um, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Um, if you're, If that's your era... I I can't like the guy who does this show. Is, and even if it's not your era, Courtney she, Love is incredible. Absolutely, she is a hero, an absolute fuck. She's whip smart, and I've always loved her. Um, but yeah, the the guy who does the show is 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 delightful. It's a brilliant show. But she she makes the point like we were portrayed as brats, <laughs> like smacky heroiny opioid brats. Um, pretty sure the Pacific Northwest was like ground zero for this shit, right? Yeah. So it's really interesting that we think of like, you know, Courtney in particular, because hey, she's a woman, but Kurt also as being, you know, junkies. Actually, they were the victims of Sackler. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a sadder story than you might think. I, I cannot recommend that podcast enough. It's it's a delight from beginning to end. Um But yes, Chris uh, has a shade of that about her. um, And, you know, she's not alone in that. And in that sense, she is a victim. Yes. And it makes me dislike her marginally less. But I'm always going to be predisposed to really disliking anyone that treats people from another country as money-grabbing so-and-so. And and that her mother did it too, and that it came down to looking at the fucking PayPals. I'm just saying... (sighs) And this is on Sean as well, to be honest. It's really gross. And if she had been American, you wouldn't be asking to see her financial records in that Yeah, I, uh, that really upset me too. I also, I know that you, you were disappointed that Debbie was defending Chris. And I, I want to speak to that for a moment. I was disappointed with a lot of the sides that Debbie took. And I know you think she was just siding with the underdog. But I don't think she did side with the underdog more than once. Okay. I'm just saying that I think Debbie being who she is recognized that somebody... Because regardless of the reasons behind it and whether she will ever take accountability for it, Chris is in pain. Yes. And I was saying this about... Uh, I was saying this about <laughs> uh, Rachel from Vanderpump Rules. When when she's watching Sheena absolutely devastated, losing her shit and crying and has no reaction to that, I think Debbie is overly empathetic. And when you see someone suffering, regardless of whether they put themselves there or not, 
there are people in this world who want for that person not to be suffering. Yeah, you're right. And Jamie's sense of suffering isn't quite so on the surface. No. And Jamie's and yet much she better has off. suffered much more in this relationship. Yes. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. Chris is in a much worse position than Jamie will ever be in. Should we tread over my little conspiracy theory from, I think, the first episode of, of the reunion? Uh, maybe the second. Um, the real reason she, Chris, had to go back. I, her son... And the troubles, and her son getting into drug problems mm-hmm. and being arrested and whatever. And my theory, dear listeners, is that her dad's motorcycle didn't steal itself. And the court case that she had to go back to may not have been a complete random stranger. That's yeah, I'm so just, interesting. Just putting it out there. Because it always seemed really weird. Like, why do you have to fly? Like, yeah. This, we said at the time, this testimony couldn't, the, like the prosecution couldn't go ahead without your testimony as right. the r- holding relative of, a, it, it was irrelevant. She didn't need to be there for it. Unless it was her son. Not done any research. <laughs> so um, I, I can't say it for sure. I'm just saying that entire family is a motorcycle crash. The last thing I want to say is I can't believe she gave her father's ashes to Jamie. I think knowing that she was never going to come back. That's yeah, messed up. But I don't know that she did know. That's the thing. I think Chris is just a fucking mess. Yeah. And and it is possible to hold two thoughts at one time. Agreed. Or, or to hope you, you could be a different person, and yet, inevitably, you are dragged down into the mud every time. Let me let you in on a little secret, particularly to the our less seasoned listeners. Wherever you go, there you are. You cannot move to a new country and expect that your problems won't follow you, including bankruptcy, which I think is a brilliant <laughs> segue. segue to the Poison Dwarf and Johan. Yep. The Poison Dwarf. Um, I really enjoyed him taking back his power. And look, I know he did it in ways that were slightly misogynistic slightly and ways or maybe very ways that were kind of unpalatable in in many ways and the pleasure he took in her discomfort was a bit gross and everything but i do like the fourth act of a play and i do like it when things turn around yes i also think that both things can be true. He can hold misogynist views, beliefs, what have you. Although those views are part and parcel to some extent of the society he lives in, which is... Patriarchal. It's patriarchal, but it also doesn't... (sighs) Being good and open and decent and all the things that we hold dear is a lot easier when you're not struggling to survive. That's right. That's right. But life is really fucking tough So, in some parts of the world. And so you don't necessarily have the luxury 
of the touchy-feely stuff that's so important to us. And I'm not saying that equality and everything is a touchy-feely issue. Please don't don't get me wrong. But it, it it's, you know, things have to be, everyone has to suffer <laughs> in some parts of the world, right? And he suffers too. Mm-hmm. But her notion that her suffering to any degree or compromising in any way is an infraction on her rights as a woman is bullshit. It's bullshit. I agree. I have since seen an Instagram reel of hers or part of it because I can't stand to watch her for more than a few minutes at a time, to be honest, Um, where she talked about him abusing her mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, financially. Does anyone ever break up with anyone on TV these days without saying all of the above? I just think it belittles people that actually go through these kinds of experiences. And look, maybe she did, but... I don't I don't know what she went through. What I saw... It's not what I saw, yeah. What I saw from her and what I think could have happened in a different way. And and she was purposefully, I think, always trying to turn the issue into, oh, I'm not allowed to have any friends. Right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't the issue. That was a smokescreen. It wasn't even, I'm not allowed to have male friends. Nope. What he didn't want is for her to... One time, not put her male friend before her husband. Yeah, you're right. Like, he dug his heels in over something. I don't think he cared about that much. But he just wanted to see if he could ever have a say. And he chose that particular hill It's not to even, stand on. I don't even think it's about seeing if he could have a say. I think he was being truthfully... I think he was being vulnerable in that moment and thinking this is this is how I feel about this. Right. I'm sure she didn't ask him how he felt about it. Uh Okay, I'm insecure. Yeah. It upsets me. I'm insecure, it upsets me. I would rather that you didn't do this. But because of the way that she speaks to him mm. and she speaks to him like he's a child mm. and Everything is uh, the stakes couldn't be higher. And I'm going to do this be, now. What are you going to do? Yes, about it? exactly. That, that's how they both talk. To he each just, other. but he just put that back on her. He said, "Okay, you can do that, but there's going to be consequences. Yeah. The consequences are not that he's going to physically beat her up, or you know, the consequences are that he." is going to feel betrayed and upset to an extent where he feels justified in humiliating her. Now, I don't agree with how he handled it, and I vehemently dislike her and disagree with her on, you know, pretty much everything yeah but we all felt sorry for her at that dinner right yeah we don't none of us agree i don't think i don't even think he agrees with how he behaved there but tell me what other options were available to him right 
Like, <laughs> it, it's a little bit like the thing we were going to talk about and then we didn't talk about with the oil protest and blah, 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 blah. But it, 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 it's like, at some point when you say, like, the climate situation is so bad that billions of people are going to die, at some point you might need to start barricading some roads, right? You might need to do sure. some... Right? Because you've asked nicely many, many, many times. And I think you could legitimately say that Johan asked nicely to mm-hmm. have a say in that relationship yep. many times. Yeah. And eventually, the only way you can have an impact is to do it in front of other people. Right? Because she doesn't give a shit about what you think, but she does give a shit about how she looks in front of other That's people. Right. Right? That's right. So he had to do something in public. Let's not forget, and this is where I was disappointed in the show and Sean Robinson, as I usually am, they really, really focused on that and, you know, irrelevant um, Pig and Michael P. Um, <laughs> you know, which for me was a side note, all of that stuff. Oh, it's ridiculous. But they totally glossed over the first half of the season, which was she got off the plane, sat in the first made a big fuss about him driving <laughs> right and no the first thing was he should have known to not get a to different bring the car, car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 right so immediately he's done something wrong before he's even done anything at all but then on that very journey she's like oh yeah we're gonna live here now <laughs> which was not the arrangement in any way like i don't want to get all asama about this but the arrangement was not that they were going to live in the dr right but she just presents that as a fate accompli right and then you have that whole storyline about her humiliating his business right? right so through the whole season we've seen this man be endlessly patient actually right endlessly patient and he could have snapped over any one of those things so before we sort of paint him as this controlling monster look how far he bent before eventually he He just thought yeah what do i get from this Uh uh-huh what am i getting from this relationship if i'm going to be treated like shit i'll be treated like shit by a local girl you know But the really interesting thing there is the financial stuff and this idea that, again, because she's American, the idea is that she's payrolling him in some way. I never thought that was the case. We all know about her finances, Mm -hmm. right? She ain't got two shits to rub together. Um, So, again, to bring that out because, you know, her skin is lighter than his, so surely she's paying more. I don't think it's true. I believe him entirely. Um, I think... I don't know. I think he's the victim of a racist attack over a long period of time. I do too. And I also think that she knew exactly who she married when she married him. And there's no excuse. But she will never take accountability for anything she says or does because that's not who she is. But she got to look like a victim on TV, so it was a good day for Danielle, right? Yep. Yep. Win. Uh, Jen and Rishi. Now... Weird. You you all know, if you've been listening to our coverage of this, my... And I've said this on other people's podcasts as well. <laughs> we really can't roll it back. Uh, so I can never roll it back, no. but I, I stand by it. I think that uh, Rishi is slash was an escort. 
and that he was not modeling at that very nice hotel where he met Jen. I think um, their arrangement uh, wasn't necessarily commercial. Um, it it may, but I think that that is the job that he had when they met, particularly judging by, you know, the way that she's described his messages to other women and the contents of his inbox, right? Um, there is a rumor going round that... I'm just going to unpeel a little throat lozenge, everyone. If you can hear... I, I was like, I'll try and hide the noise. And then I was like, you know what? Welcome to my world. Here it goes. I'll put it right into the... Brave. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a rumor going around that... Uh, Jen and Rishi barely knew each other yeah. and she wanted to be on the show and the producers they had met wanted a, couple a, of times a younger and, Jenny and Samir. I mean, not even necessarily. I don't know the the story, but I, <laughs> it's very hard. There for was me a two to, for one deal on chickens. It's very hard for me to believe that. And I'm not saying it's impossible but he never gave me the impression that he didn't care about her. No. No, I'd agree with that. And I, and I think the emotion is all pretty real. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I was really pissed off with her through this reunion. Whatever yeah, I was too. It. Yeah. You know, it is not his fault what his mother does. It's Samit's fault what his mother does, but it's not mm -hmm. Rishi's fault. It is a cultural thing. You cannot go against the wishes of your parents. If you don't like that, you're not Indian. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just different. Like, we've all learned at least enough from Jenny and Samit to know that, right? What, what Samit constantly did wrong was lie and lie and lie. But actually, Rishi's been pretty candid about this stuff. Generally, he's not been a hundred percent forthright, um, but he's been, he hasn't submitted it, right? Fair? Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of annoyed at her, at Jen, for like um, being cross at the mother for discriminating against her for her age. And I don't think that Rishi's mother had any intent no. at any point to disparage Jen no. at all. I think that in other places in the world, I also want to add the caveat that Sumit and Rishi are from entirely different parts of India, and I'm sure there are sure. many people who are fine with their children children marrying whomever they please in in India, okay? I I don't know enough about it. All I know is that they're from very different places and we can't apply Michigan rules to Fine. Uh, Arizona. Fine. I don't know. Although, in this particular case, it is clear that both of the sons, it's a big deal for them to go against their mother's yes. wishes. Yes, that is a common thread now sorry before i i got distracted in many parts of the world most parts of the world in many parts of the world someone's age is a matter of fact yeah. 
And it's a matter of fact in the way that uh, you wearing pajamas and me wearing this shirt right now are matters of fact. They are happening, right? It's just there. Yeah. So I don't think... There are consequences to that age. The consequences being that by the time that the parents need taken care of, she might need some taken care of herself. Right? You need someone young and fit and able to do those chores. Can I finish? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah. go on, go on. So what I was saying is where age is a matter of fact and the culture isn't built on a fear of death Mm. or relies on a tremendous industry that rejects death and aging completely, right? Right. You can talk about age, and it's not an insult to talk about that person's age. It's just a a factual thing. It's not personal, is what I'm saying. So, So Rishi's mother pointing out Jen's age, it's not like when Sumit's mom said, said, I can't believe you're marrying an oldie. That is personal, Mm -hmm. and that's disparaging. Mm -hmm. But for Rishi's mom to say, the age gap is too big, she is too old, which she was asked about several times. It's not like she was purposely returning. I think Jen misunderstood that completely, and I I was disappointed because I felt like she was turning that into what she wanted it to be. Yeah, she was applying an American lens to something which wasn't delivered through an American... Right barrel but it's the grandchildren issue right sure this is not irrelevant i'm sorry it's not no i but i think and it's the caring issue yes i think that's the biggest problem yeah and that shit matters but the mother was very very clear in all other regards she's wonderful yes but she's too old and you know what guy that's okay we've all bought or not bought second-hand cars, <laughs> where you go, the upholstery is exactly what I want. Uh, but- I'm going to stop you there, okay? <laughs> let's, let's leave it there. Yeah, all right. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Finally, Debbie and Oshama. By the way, if you haven't seen the reality gaze, brilliant. Has that dropped? Coda, yes, to this reunion. Please find it somewhere. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't watched it, but I 
believe it's on their Instagram and in several it other places. It is the love story to define our age. Yes, it is. It is the most romantic, sexual. Yes, sensual. Sensual. Sensuous even. Thing I have ever seen in my life. Now, what was the figure in the background? <laughs> of Osama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think someone left it there in the backdrop, like as a little point of this is what an old <laughs> woman looks like. I think it was a piece. I don't think it was a woman. I think it was a piece. It was either like a piece of folk art where yeah. it's just like, oh, look, this is a craftsperson. Like, have you ever... <laughs> But let's not forget that Osama's art is complete dog roll. Uh, it's not. He didn't make that, I no. promise you. But have you ever gone to, like, a market and it's like, this person is, like, this figure. And sometimes it's an animal. Like, sometimes it's a pig playing a saxophone or... Uh, or like my mom got me a Christmas ornament one year that was that was a barrister, right? Because I was in law yeah. school, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's cute." Right. So I think it's one of those things where it's it's like, "Oh, this is a craftsperson, and he's making a craft." Oh, is that what you thought? Because to me, it looked like a one of the witches from Macbeth over a cauldron. No. It was flipping weird, but I don't want to be insensitive. Maybe it was something. No, I think it. I think it was a nice, nice piece of folk <laughs> art. Um, yeah, right. Had Blair Witch overtones to me. Osama had Blair Witch overtones to him. Uh, couldn't see his eyes the entire time. Um, you know, his eyes were either closed or he was squinting for much of that or it just looked like there was nothing really behind them. I guess he's not used to the bright lights. I mean, you know, the, you always have to remember like, and particularly in a small studio space like that, right? He he's, wasn't particularly well lit. No, he wasn't well lit, was he? Like he looked no. like he was in a, but at least his eyes were in the somewhere. same zip code, which is not always the case with him. That's true. Yeah. And we can say that about him because he's not a nice person. No, he's not a nice uh, person. What were your thoughts on January 6th, a.k.a. Debbie's son, coming in hot, throwing his not inconsiderable weight around, um, and Osama calling him a dog? Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? I mean, look, I I don't like her son and everything, but I have to say, by the end of that rant, I actually thought he was quite reasonable. <laughs> I thought he came across as better than he had done before. Because it started off with what seemed like thinly veiled racism. But by the end of that rant, he was making some pretty good points, I think. For that individual situation, yeah. Um, what did, what do you think of... Uh, Osama's stance that working in law enforcement or working for the government makes you a dog and that work in general makes you <laughs> a slave uh, to someone else and that he he has chosen not to participate yeah, that's right. in but that. I'm on Osama's side there. We should all do paintings that look like a three-year-old's idea of what aliens are. <laughs> because... That is how that is what society really needs, and I'm sorry, 
I'm not having any of this. His poem at that poetry jam, it was shit. His paintings are shit. The idea that he would have any better life in America as an artist is hilarious to me. Um, He is devoid of any talent whatsoever but what you have to remember is that relatively speaking at least his parents seem quite wealthy so what he is actually i don't know where you get that from they had a nice house they seemed am i wrong i think it uh, i think that i don't want to say the wrong thing here i wouldn't I wouldn't consider them to be wealthy. No, but... I think they live in a fairly remote region where the housing is probably... They might have that grandfathered-in housing that they have in the center of Cairo where... Maybe, honey, but I suspect not because, like, in most in, in parts of the world like that, you don't get to just be an artist and not have to work, right? He is essentially a trustafarian. I reject that completely. Okay, I think his he lives with his parents, and his parents probably both work, and his sister probably works or studies or whatever. And uh, they just don't know what to do with him, which is why they were so excited when he was about to get out of their damn house because he (laughs) adds absolutely nothing and takes everything. So in that sense, but I don't think, I don't feel that he comes from money or a place of privilege at all, except for what he's created in his head. Okay, the privilege he has is that he's incredibly indulged by his family. Yes. Yeah. But Um, I I don't... Which is a luxury, I think, for some parts of the world. But but the day-to-day life is is unglamorous. And I'm not saying that, that to have wealth, you need to be wealthy by western standards okay i'm saying by moroccan standards they're not wealthy i don't think okay um non sequitur but not unrelated i was watching a a tiktok video or reel or something and i think i want to say it was vice maybe it was someone else they were interviewing women who all appeared to be in sort of maximum maybe 25 and they were asked what salary would uh your partner have to achieve in order for you to feel that that's somebody who's making a a good salary um or it might have i i feel like it was what is what would your partner make not what you not what would you need to make but Mm -hmm. i could have heard that wrong Yeah, yeah okay and there were it wasn't all you know white girls from the same socioeconomic background okay i was going to ask where was it from but all right so it's all over all right i i think so it okay. might have been in a place like new york where there's a little bit of everything right oh, yeah. uh but the answers were there was nothing in the five figure range 
it, I think the lowest number that anybody quoted was 250,000. Fucking ridiculous. And it went up to it went up to half a million, something like that, a quarter of a million. Now, when I first came to this country, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm not going to lie. When I had been before I really started working, I didn't think about salaries at all because I never had to. Uh, because I was never employable, one. <laughs> okay. Two, I was never in a job long enough, and now we know why, yeah. um, to you know understand what was possible or what I would need to live or get by because I was always studying or I was waiting tables, yeah, okay. right? I thought, yeah, I would probably need half a million every year to be comfortable. Wow. Um, and I just, I thought that was fascinating because if, if young people think that now, and then, then when they were told that the average, I believe, and forgive me if I'm getting this wrong, I believe the median income in America is $45,000 yeah. a year. Yeah. They were. A tenth of what these people are. They were gobsmacked. Well, they how were much did they absolutely all make? shocked. I think they might have been students. I I don't know. That's the thing. But I think until you until you, <laughs> or it's the idea that your partner has to provide like ten times more than you do. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's I think it's that until you have to think about it, you don't think about it. Like I don't. I didn't want to have to think about having to pay an accountant. You know, I never factored it. Like, you're always on my ass about taxes and stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, that's not the world I live in. Well, only because Poodles told me to keep a close eye on it. I mean, he said very, very clearly, if Michelle's finances aren't in order, you're welcome at any time to look over my my, my record. I know. Um, he has not said that. Um yeah, so to the point, you're basically saying like Osama just has no idea that you actually do need like an income <laughs> I think, to live. I think it might actually be possible that living in a fairly remote yeah. area yeah. in a small community with parents who look after him. Yeah. I I think he doesn't even have a notional idea of what the job market is like, what the labor force is like. Or and what the expenses of day-to-day -day life are. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I right. mean, the, the irony is he sounds a much, much better. And they try to say this, other cast members try to say, you sound a much better chance of being an artist and a poet in Morocco yeah. than you ever would. If if you moved over to the states, like dream on, especially now that robots are making all the art, right? He might be. Do you think maybe he is the robot? Do you think he's like Dali? It's just a Sama. Just <laughs> when you type in your request, a Sama just draws a picture, and and that's what comes up. They're about as good as each other. I disagree. I've seen some pretty amazing. That Aretha Franklin riding a turtle. We did enjoy that. Was very good. 
do let us know the demands you've made of robots and uh, and what they have drawn for you. I'm scared of robots, and I shared this with you earlier, although I think some of our listeners may appreciate this more than you did just just because of context i listened to uh, a date with datelines uh, anniversary podcast congrats to them if if they're listening we're probably not on their radar necessarily but um josh mankowitz and uh lean king keith morrison were guests and they got to ask them questions the hosts got to ask uh keith and josh questions um about things that were maybe not related to the show and uh josh mankowitz was asked what are you most afraid of and he said robots and i felt so seen (laughs) i am terrified of robots i don't even like my phone i don't like our digital assistants it freaks me out that we have a like i grudgingly accept these things because they make you happy and i consider it a compromise that i'm making that some robot or another is recording me at all times and that you are consistently seeking out new ways to put robots in in, your life in my life um We've gone, but the lawn has never looked better. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I just want you all to know he got a robot lawnmower, and he and when I said I was afraid of it, his response was just give it a name. Yeah, give him just a name. give it a name. That's not going to make it better, though, right? Just that was give the it wrong a name. move. Well, then I'm now. Gonna, I think about it. Then, if I get attached to it and it breaks, I'll be. Like, we gave the car a name. Yeah. And now I think we probably have to have that car forever. Right. Okay. I mean, we can get another different car, but we can't ever get rid of that one because that one has a name. <laughs> okay. Well, look, we will never get rid of the lawnmower. If it breaks, it can stay with us. Okay? Okay. Okay. <sighs> Shall we? That's that. Mm-hmm. See you, Toe. See ya. See ya. Um, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, favorite moment of the season and least favorite moment of the season? Um, I've had no time to think about that in any way. Okay. Let's leave it then. <laughs> that, why, uh, Listeners, you tell us your peaks and valleys, roses and thorns of the season. Okay? Favorite moment is Debbie and the Donkey. Yeah, mine too. Because yep. that was magnificent. Yeah. Um, least favorite or the moment that annoyed me the most, it's probably Chris. It's probably Chris at the weird pool retreat thing, I think. Yeah, that was awful. It was really, really ugly. Yeah. Um, but there are plenty of ugly moments. I mean, it's it, it surprises me that anything's worse than Danielle, but I think that was probably the worst single moment no you're right yeah. you're right yeah uh moving on vanderpump vanderpump what is there to say about muttley's friend and ours mr dick dastardly himself loved muttley love muttley <laughs> so what are your thoughts 
now that you have seen yeah. uh and and you kind of understand the the mechanics the basics of Scandaval um you don't need the assistance of a diagram necessarily I mean there is a bit of me that wants to put up a murder board with lots of bits of string like sure. showing who slept with whom and when because it is very confusing it is confusing i i've just assumed that that everyone at this point has fucked everyone that's (laughs) not entirely true it it's hard because the the cast has changed over the 10 or so years that the show has been on so there were previous cast members it'll make a lot more sense when we watch a classic episode but um good what are your thoughts so far on how the man at the center of it all the worm with a mustache is how's he comporting himself how's how's he coming across i think it's going to be taught in like pr schools for years to come of what not to do i mean it is a absolute case study in how not to handle something it's shocking how badly he's and yet you know he's spoken to 101 publicists and everything's been rehearsed but he's just no good at it he cannot keep his mouth shut and the really funny thing is when he opens his mouth it takes ages for a thought to come out because he's really really dumb (laughs) do you do you think that if he had not talked and if he had say (laughs) like let's say do you think that he should have shown up i don't know that he had a choice this is the thing with things like this i don't know that they a they have a choice or b i guess he's thinking the whole rest of my life depends on staying in this world to some degree so maybe i can turn it around or whatever but no the right thing to do would be to send a message saying i am complete human garbage i'm so sorry and no one needs me there shitting on their day right um but he didn't do that (laughs) instead he did the classic thing of turn up and apologize but the second that apology is interrogated in any way throw a whole bunch of stuff back at everyone else well it's that classic darvo isn't it it's the deny i'm probably getting this wrong deny accuse reverse victim and oppressor right right so He's been caught out. He's admitted to doing it. Yeah. Well, first it was no, I didn't do it. Then it was, uh, or he just didn't then. didn't admit to it. Then it was I I didn't do it. Then then it, yeah. then it's I did it, but I only did it because of how horrible Ariana was. And then it was I did it, but she knew I was doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that she, was my favorite bit. My favorite bit was she did like when they're both talking, it's like, but I mean, but she knew, right? So we didn't have to tell her. <laughs> when he said, and, she, and she, my favorite bit is where they're like, I think she would have wanted us to. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I think really she'd have been pleased for us. I, I'm going to say something 
<laughs> potentially controversial. Yeah. And I and look, I have said part of the reason I don't want to wade in on this is because I don't know that I have anything terribly exciting to add. Right. And that's true. And yeah. I think that people um on balance probably won't agree with me, but that is that is okay with me. Um I think that Rachel is also a victim in this, and I'm speaking as somebody who has been taken in by a fair few, and taken advantage of by a fair few charmers myself. I think she, on the other hand, has also learned to be a master manipulator from her castmates. Uh and I think that there is something that happens when you lose your sense of identity, and it's happened to me, where you just go into complete self-destruct mode. Um, and I think Rachel is genuinely and honestly someone who had to blow up her life because of the bottomless pit of self-loathing that she has for herself. Yeah. Let, all right. I, I think that is one different thing that you can bring to the, to the, to the dialogue where to be honest, everyone hates both of them and everything, but like he's clear. And I agree with you. I think he's clearly the worst of the two of them. Yes. Um, because ultimately, I never think it's the fault of anyone else for cheating with a married person, right? Yeah, it's the married person. They're the one who's married, not you. Well, I've often if you're close that. friends, that is with... slightly different. Yeah. yeah, that is slightly different. I just want to make the point that, like, so many of the cast, like it's it's James, isn't it? Is the British name? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how he keeps going. Yeah, I cheat and stuff, but that was like in my early 20s and I wouldn't do that. She is in her 20s. That's the thing. I think she is allowed to make these kinds of awful mistakes because she's really young. She's not that young. Oh, is she not? No, she's like 28, I think, or 29. Okay, but wasn't he when he was doing all that kind of stuff? But what I'm saying is that... I That, that kind of defense of, yeah, but I've grown up now. It's like, well... In 10 years' time, I'm sure she won't be doing this sort of shit. Is that not fair? Here's hoping. Yeah. I, 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 I let do, the girl make her mistakes. Look, I categorically reject uh, the actions that were taken. But yeah, but she was lied to. But she, yeah, she was lied to. I think we need, like, I'm I'm pretty clear on this whole... I, I'm fairly certain he told her the relationship was open. Yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm pretty sure he said, we have a public relationship for the show. Yeah. But... I think so too. Not not that we're open in a kind of, you know, kinky kind of way, right? Like, not that that's their sex lives, but just we're estranged. Sure. Right? Yeah. We, we haven't gone public on it because, you know, the show. But... We haven't 
we we're barely ever in the house at the same time we have separate bedrooms blah 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 blah. she won't give a shit it's fine and also you know at the end of this season i'm probably just going to leave her anyway so yeah all of those things that can turn someone's head i'm 100 percent sure of that that doesn't mean that i'm on her side i think that she still could have like found another penis to put inside her (laughs) Um, yeah yeah right well i'll tell it's not that i'm and i just want to be clear i'm i'm not on rachel's side in any way shape or form and i don't condone what she's done what i'm saying is i am not now nor have i ever been a burn the witch bitch right i don't and that doesn't mean like oh you have to you have to always support other women or you're a bad feminist or you're a terrible person or whatever what i what i mean by that is i don't believe in jumping on a bandwagon like this and d- taking out your pitchforks and <laughs> Uh, assigning the the I don't like public shaming so yeah I don't like it I don't like it at all no um and I've seen how these things can end and it's not nice no it isn't and actually we've so look there's a there's a broadcaster here in the UK who was a very was a very very popular TV presenter national treasure Sure. Um, And he has recently been disgraced because it came out that he had an affair with a runner on the the show that he presents. And he happened to have met this runner uh, when the when he was 15. Yeah. Lots of numbers have been bandied about, but I th- I believe it's 15. 15. They didn't have a sexual relationship until sometime later. According to him. According they to him, have a right? Sexual relationship. So apparently no laws were broken, but right. it's all a bit groomy and gross. It's, it's gross, and rather than taking any accountability for it or reflecting on how... Rather than fucking off... To be honest, yeah, he's um, basically complaining, saying that if he were straight, nobody would care. But he's but because everyone is so homophobic, that's why this is such a big thing. And I, there are nuances in this particular story because when he was having this relationship, he was happily married and presenting as straight. But yes, that, that's another issue. That's a. That's a separate thing. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter because what he said was, well, Leonardo DiCaprio dates younger women and no one cares. And I will – and if you've got young people around or sensitive ears that might not want to hear this, pause and, and kind of clear them out because I'm going to get a little bit uh, blunt here. There is nothing the British press – loves more than an exploited young girl whether it's a a a young white girl white english girl i should say um whether it's madeline mccann who went missing or uh just any old teenager the the press 
absolutely love it. They're obsessed with it to a disturbing degree. Um, so if this TV presenter had had an affair with a runner who he met that when was a 15-year-old yeah. girl, they would he would his house would be burned down. <laughs> but I know but the DiCaprio thing was particularly egregious because I'm not aware that DiCaprio has ever groomed a 15-year-old girl who and then fucked her when she started working for him. I'm pretty right. sure that DiCaprio has sex with very successful independent women. I don't know about that, but I'm no, but not... But the, the ones that he's known for having relationships sure, they're with. they're all models. They're all Fine. flipping supermodels. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah, they're not... There's no Me Too power imbalance there. Right. And that's what that story is. It's a Me Too power imbalance. It, it is. And I think there is a Me Too power imbalance with Sandoval too. Absolutely. And thank you for tying that together. But another reason I... I brought that up is because when is because of Caroline Flack and because uh, when Philip Schofield, who is the, the presenter that we're talking about um, was interviewed and went through his poor me and yeah. poor me and my life is ruined and blah, blah, blah. He, he compared himself to Caroline Flack, who tragically took her own life. Um, I think because she was in a relationship with Harry Styles and got a lot of shit for it. It's not my world. I, you know, I avoid this stuff. I know, but my my point is, she had. She was dating a, a younger, I think it was Harry Styles, yeah. and I'll have to look it up. But she was dating a younger guy, got a lot of shit for it. I think she was fired from, she wasn't dating a minor, I hasten to add. Mm. Uh, but the public didn't respond well to it, and she was hounded to the point where it ruined her career, and she tragically took her own life. Yeah. Um. And to make that comparison is disgusting. And I think that <laughs> I think that Sandoval is doing a similar thing oh, where he will absolutely pull the do you want me to kill myself? Yeah, do you want me to just die because yes. that's where I am. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but what worries me is that Rachel actually might go there. <laughs> if the world Look, we haven't seen part three yet. Right. Right? We haven't seen how mean Ariana is to her. What I really hope for, I don't think we're going to get it, would be for her to say, you poor, deluded, stupid girl. Do you know what I mean? I think Hate she'll... on him, but don't give her the time. Like, she's done a bad thing. Yeah. But I don't think she needs to be demonized for it. And, and I, I don't enjoy that. I don't want to see it because it's not nice to nice to see. It's not nice to see Rachel there, period, because I would put very good money on the fact that she's been heavily medicated and that what people are interpreting as You think uh Schwartz has given her a few of his I think I think that's where he got them from. <laughs> um I just find and I look, I could be wrong. I find it so hard to believe. That she could watch Sheena 
break down like that and register no emotion on her face. Unless she was severely medicated. Unless she's severely medicated or she's a sociopath. Or she's a sociopath, yeah. And I, I actually don't know which it is. I don't either. No. She seemed very calm when she was walking in there. I would have... I mean... The environment around me would be like your bathtub if it was me about to walk into that. <laughs> there would be poop everywhere. Thank you. Yeah. It, I yeah, I would be shitting myself. All I want to say on it really is that um for people that I don't really know, Ariana might be the quickest witted person I've ever encountered in a show like this. But even in my normal life, she is so fucking quick with just the right thing to say. It is rare in a show like this that someone that intelligent features. She is remarkably intelligent. What I will say is that just because you are really, really quick with a comeback or a put down or a logical argument or whatever thing, like she will have quite a miserable life if she stays in that place. Does that make sense? Yeah, she will. And I I don't think that she is going to do that. Um, sorry. The last person on TV that I saw who was that quick or competent in a, an argument or a disagreement was Christine and Sister Wives, right? Mm-hmm. But... She didn't stay in it. And where Christine was absolutely magnificent was the grace with which she was like, yes, see her in a graceful way. But that is what I want for Ariana too. I want that too. And I think it hasn't been long enough. It hasn't been anywhere near long enough. She hasn't had enough distance. I think Christine had that separation from Cody and was able to grieve yeah. the the relationship long before she was she ended it. Well, hopefully Ariana can channel all of that into merchandise sales. Um and you know, some good come come out of it. Really quickly, I I need to uh issue a correction. <laughs> uh so Caroline Flack, who used to host Love Island, was um awaiting a awaiting prosecution for allegedly assaulting her boyfriend at the time uh she was 40 when she took her own life and uh her ex was 27 um and she was afraid of uh being torn down by the press. Uh, she didn't date Harry Styles, I don't think. She did... It was rumored that she dated Prince Harry. So I got that mixed up. But but my point is, she had actually... She had done something, and her fear of the repercussions of that were such that she felt that she couldn't live anymore. And right. I think to invoke a, a completely different case that where she didn't groom a, a child necessarily, or uh, I'm not saying I'm not defending what she did. I'm saying it's really fucking disturbing that we live in a society where somebody 
could be that afraid of the press and that attached to public opinion and the fear of public vitriol against her that she would feel that that is the only way out. Yeah, hard agree. Hard agree. Unfortunately, that is the way society is. And the, the culture of public shaming is such that people want people dead. Yeah. They do. They just do. And people won't rest until it happens. Uh, that said, savvy scumbags are now aware of that narrative and have started to use that as a way of not having to face the consequences of shitty things they've done. Right? So now people are doing what Sandoval's doing, which is the whole, oh, they want me dead. Oh, you won't be happy until, well, maybe I should. Right? Right. Because then you don't have to be accountable for anything. All I'm saying is let's get our contempt for this man in perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? He cheated on his wife with her friend. It's not that unusual. It's pretty gross. Um, but the, it, it, there shouldn't be a death penalty on that. And also, he shouldn't be able to say that he is in fear for his life in any way, whether by his own hand or anyone else, right? You, sh- you shouldn't hate on him so much that he has that get-out clause. So there is a... Right? Just call him a dick. Don't go to his restaurant. Here's <laughs> that food looks fucking gross. Sure. <laughs> Here's what bothers me. Uh, first of all, their business hasn't taken a hit at all. Yeah. Uh, that place is doing better than ever, apparently. Right. Um, what I have a huge issue with is that Rachel ha- keeps releasing to the press information like the FBI is investigating the death threats that have been made against her. Yeah. And you can just, you don't have to tell the public about that. No, you don't. That's right. Okay. And that is, again, perpetuating this. That tells me that there's something really sinister there. I still don't think she needs to be piled on, but that level of needing to still control the narrative and not just shut the fuck up and disappear. But that's, to that extent... Disappear for a bit, let me clarify. But the the fact that this has become not just a TV show, but like a major social thing, and it's a big story, right? That the, the inability of people to disengage from social media essentially, or from these stories, is absolutely the narrative of of our age. And there is reality, and there's reality how it plays out in social media, and the line between those is so blurred that things don't happen unless they happen on social, and things that happen on social happen in real life, even if they haven't happened. No one really knows anything anymore, but people's inability to just put the phone down is remarkable i had to dis when this when the news broke about this i had to dis i had to put my phone down and you know put my social media blocker on and whatever because i was too obsessed with it yeah once you get a a breadcrumb you're like you turn into a pigeon and you just want more bread now the the thing when people say are you team this or team that it is okay not to have a team <laughs> you don't need an opinion that's right but you, we could talk about it for laughs 
Um, now, Megan, one of our mods, had a very interesting theory, and I'm paraphrasing here just for for brevity. Um, do you think that the reaction and the response to Scandaval in America in particular has sort of been a container for the collective female rage based on the continuation of limiting the rights of women in America. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like women are pissed off. Right? Yeah. Women are pissed off and women are right to be pissed off. And it's not for me to tell women where to put that rage, but I wouldn't waste a drop of that gorgeous, wonderful, righteous, magnificent anger on Tom Sandoval. Wasted on the fuckers killing your daughters. Yeah. Um, I hear that. What I will say is that what I what I think is constructive about hating Sandoval and, and getting caught up in all of this is what's healthy about gossip in general, which is it allows you to have conversations that you might not otherwise feel comfortable having. For example, in the office, at a dinner party, uh, at Thanksgiving, right? This is what we're so caught up in offending or alienating other people. And this is a safer way to talk about those things yeah in a way it's training wheels for giving yourself permission to say you don't like things <laughs> right in a world where no one can cause offense anymore or say what they think because we're so worried about upsetting people or the apple cart or the people on the apple cart um never worry about that Never worry about upsetting anyone. Never worry about offending anyone. Worry about being a bigot and causing offense for those reasons. But never, ever be afraid to say, I am angry about this thing. So if this is a good, like, training mechanism for people to just fucking let it out, that's cool. Just don't waste that anger because anger is an energy. It is, and it's a force for good. When it's directed in the right way, like, like Maya Angelou said, I can't believe I'm quoting <laughs> Maya Angelou. No, I think I've talked about this before. There, there used to be a show on IFC, and I promise I will stop talking after I share this anecdote. There used to be a show, I think, on the independent film channel called Iconoclasts, and Dave Chappelle, who I know. Yeah. It's not yeah, 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 yeah. it's not okay anymore. But Dave Chappelle was interviewing Maya Angelo and kind of talking with her. And one of the pearls of wisdom that that came out of that filmed conversation is she said it's and I'm paraphrasing again, <laughs> it's good to be angry unless that anger turns into bitterness. 
don't become bitter because anger is a is a motivator. Anger is an energy. Oh, anger, anger's a movement. You're right. Bitterness, bitterness is a poison. Well, bitterness is accepting that you're angry about something and it will not change. But anger should be a road to change. I don't think bitterness is... I think bitterness is the opposite of acceptance. Oh, but... but mm, no, bitterness is accepting that no matter how angry you are, nothing you're stuck in it, regardless. That's when we become bitter, when when we don't think anything will get better. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but anger should actually be a road through that to a place where we no longer need to feel angry. Yeah. That's the point of anger. The point isn't to sit in the anger. That's bitterness, right? The whole point of rage and anger and rebellion and revolution is for things to be improved. I, I used to get accused of being cynical a lot. Um, hey, I was a critic. It was kind of my job. Um, but for me, cynicism is just a, the flip side of idealism. The only reason I'm negative about things is because I know they can be much better. And I want and expect them to be much better. I'd be a hell of a lot quieter about the world if I was okay with it the way it is. And I'm not okay with it the way it is. So, absolutely. Tom Sandoval, ab- worm with a moustache. <laughs> Worm with the moustache, fuck him, complete dick, but also a wonderful opportunity um, to see, you know, some righteous anger playing out on screen in front of us, right? And a woman that I wasn't aware of before who has rocketed into, you know, my current top 50 fucking shit hot, super bright, brilliant women. So, you know, delighted to have seen that. Yeah, and in a world where you can be an Ariana or a Christine Brown, hmm. don't be a Robine. No, don't be a Robine. And don't be a Rachel. Don't be a Rachel. Okay? Yeah. I be Michelle. <laughs> I be Robin. And we will. S- no, we really will this time yeah yeah see you see you soon even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.